Welcome into another week of the Young Dad Podcast, presented by Ball Boy Media, with your host, the Young Brothers, Jay and Aaron Young. Young is our last name, and daddying is our game. It's about that time for you to pull up a chair, grab a juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk today with our guest, Jeff. Jeff runs the social media page over on Instagram, Daringly Dad, and it's a great family-friendly, family-fun, laugh-and-sap-filled awesomeness of an Instagram page. Jeff is a good friend of the show, and I love what he said about being a dad. To him, he said in his words, quote-unquote, to put it into the simplest of terms, because we all know it's actually really complex, it means trying to be a great example of what a good human is and trying to recreate that in a tiny human while also understanding that this child slash tiny human is their own person and has their own personality. So respecting that too. It was a great conversation with Jeff today that I know you're going to love and enjoy as we covered a variety of topics from parenting, relationships, communication, watching our little humans grow, dads out in the wild, you know, and just so many other just great topics that we were able to explore today and talk about and just how dads are stepping up and becoming more prominent in just their kids' lives at the park, at the pool, socially, and mom's not just us the go-to parent anymore, and it's really cool, it's really awesome, the discussion we had today. Really hope you enjoy it, kick back, relax, you know, oh, pop that straw into your juice box, open up that snack, let's talk. Huge thank you to our live in-studio audience, and welcome into another episode of the Young Dad Podcast. I'm Jay, and joining me today in the studio is Jeff. Jeff, how the heck are you, man? Good, good. Thank you much. Good, good. Good to hear. So, Jeff, just a little bit about you for the listeners. In our intro, I put your definition of what it means to you to be a dad, and I really liked it, because it is something that can actually be really complex to try to put into words as a dad but it's also a lot of fun at the same time but Every you said it means being sure. a, yeah 100 percent. it never stops changing especially as your kids get older you get older you learn new things you talk to new people listen to something new all those things super fun but it always is changing um you said it means to be a great example of what a good human is and i that part Absolutely, like 1000%, because that is kind of what we're all about, is trying to make sure our tiny humans grow into become good humans, good members of society, good people, and people that we would want to be around right now. Yeah. So I think that just hits it right on the head. But a little bit more about you. Uh, you run the Instagram page, Daringly Dad, which I love. Uh, I Heavily guess kind of... she, uh, she helped me record all my thoughts throughout the day, organize it. You know what I mean? Like we're a super solid team for life. So whatever credits I get, she gets and vice versa. Like we're definitely always together. So if you see me, she's somewhere around same with my daughter. So I, I, love I just want to say like, for sure, she helps me out when I'm stuck and I can't think of what to say. She already knows what I'm going to say. So she, she's in the back end for sure. I love that. And then, you guys have been married for, or been together, and then married for how long for you guys? Oh, uh, we've been together since 2005, so that puts it 18 years. And okay. then we've been married since 2013, so 10 years. 
Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Of high school. Oh, high school sweethearts. Yep. No wonder she knows how you think. She literally She's grew up with your thought for process. longer than she hasn't. Yeah, exactly. No, yep. that's true. Because I guess if you guys were juniors, you guys would be yep. 17. 16, 17. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. It is, right? Like, that's so long. And then you became, okay, the, before we get into the dad stuff, you lived in Maui. I lived in Oahu for a long oh, time. Nice. Uh, Solid. I'm going to disagree with you that even fresh pineapple does not go on pizza. Pizza. That's, that's the beauty. We can have agreements and disagreements and we still keep going. Because, yes, but, uh, fresh pineapple that, that fresh pineapple Hawaii is amazing. Do it doesn't. Except right now, we're not going to talk too much about Maui because we're not going to get into all that. Um, For sure. I get into all that with my brother all the time about all the conspiracies and we talk about it at work and the new details and stuff like that. Like at work, everyone knows that I'm like the conspiracy person, guys. So whenever they hear a new conspiracy theory or something, they're like, did you hear about this thing being linked to this thing to this thing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew about that last week. So <laughs> we're good. Um, what else is new? They're like, oh, OK. Then I'm like breaking it down and adding more into it for them. And I'm like, yeah. so connect this dot to this dot. Think about it this way. Because if you think about it this way, then it makes sense. And you do it this way and think about it this way. They're like, you know, like that sound when you just like blink, like the doink, doink. Mm -hmm. That's Starry my coworkers. Eyes. Exactly. And then you became a dad in July of 2017. Fun fact, that's also when I became a dad. Hey. For the first time was in July 2017. All right. right? We're yeah. both sitting there, balls of energy and excitement and emotion to the same time. That's awesome. Yeah. No, mine was the first week of July, um, right around the 4th. So that was a, kind of a crazy week. So, um, yeah. so it's super fun. But um, yeah, it was. It's an experience, man. 2017. Like, if you think about the world now versus then, like, lots changed in six years. And it's, it's only been six crazy. years. Like, now I have a first grader. When six years ago, I didn't have any kids. And it's mind-blowing to think, like, not only how much I've grown as an individual and how much I've experienced, like, a divorce and now getting re-engaged, raising these two for a couple years on my own and stuff. And um, as a single parent, it's it's kind of wild. So kind of take take me through, like, what was going through your head when you found out that you were going to be a dad um, and what those moments meant to you, like, leading up and then since then as well? Sure. Um, it was for sure planned. Like, you know, we've been together forever. So we're like, hey, you know what? Let's let's do this is have a baby. And so like, I wasn't, it wasn't like a taken aback shocked or anything. Like it was fine. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Like super stoked. Couldn't believe it. Had to, you know, pee on another stick, like make sure like, is this real for you? <laughs> it doesn't feel real. Like this can't be real. My life's not about to change. Like you can't absorb that information truly in a moment. It's more of like over a period of time, it just kind of slowly sets in on you. But I was super stoked. Like, I felt like immediately bonded to my wife like 10 times more, which I didn't know was possible. Like couldn't go anywhere without being around her. When I was next to her, my hands on her belly, like just 
magnetism. It was crazy, like protective more than I've ever been. It was a wild feeling. Yeah. And I think that's such a cool thing that you just mentioned there. Like when you do find out that your significant other is pregnant, like you just want to be around them. You want to be around that belly. You want to have your hands on the belly. You want to, you just see your significant other at the time, at least for, in my experience, like at the time, just like, it's just amazing person. That's just, just so beautiful. And just, you love her so much more and so much deeper and stuff. And I think that's really something interesting, at least from my perspective, being divorced. It's like, Yes, I'm engaged now. I absolutely head over heels in love with my fiance. Of course, she is the one like for me um, now and for the rest of my life. But, you know, I still really respect and value my kid's mother. For you sure. know, like she's always going to be the mother of my children. Yes, she's not anything more than that. You know, we're not friends. We're not like talking. Or, we're not like anything more than just like, co-parents at this point she's the mother of my children and i'm the dad that's pretty much it you know um we have 50 50 custody and that's kind of is what it is but you know it's like i still respect her as like i mean she's the mother of my children you know i can't you know it can't makes it really hard no, no and it's like i'm always gonna have that with her and then when my fiance and i eventually decide to have a child or multiple children then you know, I'm going to hold her in that same kind of, in a different light, but also like higher as well. Like I'm so excited to experience that with her and go through that with her and to um, have that part of life together with her and stuff. And it's really exciting, but you know, you, you see it all the time, especially on social media, just like dads dragging their baby mamas, like through, through the mud. Like, of course, yes. Like there's aspects of it. I don't know the whole story sometimes, but at the same time, like it's not necessary. Like, let's... It's toxic like, that's the mother of your children. children. Like, yep. exactly. 100%. It's so toxic for your children because, like, not only are you projecting just your insecurities onto, like, it's out there. Like, your kids are hearing these things. Even if you're talking to a friend or something and you're venting and you're trying to get off your chest, like, that's one thing. Like, make sure that little ears aren't present to hear those things. Because you don't want them to hear it. Like, go For outside, sure. go out back, text about it so that they can't hear it and whatnot. If you need to get off your chest, yes, get it off your chest. But don't make it so loud that they hear it and then they have an altered picture of their mom or their dad, for instance, is because women do the exact same thing, if not worse, for their kids. Like, I see it in my line of work. Like, I work with youth and families with moms and dads who are separated divorced not together in, in different situations and whatnot it's like just keep them like yes you might not like them yes things might have been bad yes there might have been a dv or yes there might have been abuse and there's all these different circumstances but there's still a reason that the court thinks that they should still see their other parent you have to still kind of not talk them up but be okay if they're talked about you know like okay cool like you want to see your mom like you want to talk about your mom and you want to you know share these things like okay cool like i'll listen and Um, yeah yeah. coming from a divorced family myself as i was roughly i think i was a little bit younger than my daughter currently is and 100 percent 
I picked up their vibes and I'm sure I portrayed them. I'm sure that hurt them too. When I would come back from one with certain vibes towards them and then leave that one coming back. Like it was extremely toxic. And I for sure started to guard what I could say, what I couldn't say around them. And that's something I shouldn't have had to deal with. And I'm for sure don't think other kids, you know, should have to deal with that because their parents aren't mature enough to know how to talk around their kids. Yes. And it's actually like, at least in the state of Washington here, like it's literally in the parenting plan and in like divorce papers that you cannot do that. Like it's literally spelled out in those. And I think it's just glanced over. I think it's really funny when I do hear it. It's like, hey, you know, you're like breaking your parenting plan right now. Like if someone like reported you or recorded you and had the first time information and gave it to your significant other, they could file a contempt of court against you. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's. Which you would think would be like... duh anyway, but people literally need that piece of paper telling them that these days. Yeah. And even then it's not following. And, you know, it's just. It's sad because it, it affects the kids more than anything, you know? You probably at yeah. some points while you were growing up had a skewed image of one of the parents or another. 100%. Maybe Both it was ways, coming from sure. the actual biological parent. Maybe it was coming from a new significant other that was yeah. also skewing the picture and whatnot, which I think is also another topic. You yeah. know, it's like make sure you're really careful about when you get remarried and or move on. And I'm not saying you shouldn't move on. You absolutely should. Because there's going to be someone better out there for you. You're going to have to sort through the weeds, but, you know, don't well, let that consume you. And the the parent towards the significant other, the new significant other, and the other, you know what I mean? Like, the divorcee's new partner is mm -hmm. extremely toxic. There was so much vile spit. And I definitely picked it up. And even if that person was amazing, it's not like I really had a choice to let that be accepted, you know what I mean? It was, yeah. they're bad, you can't like them. Without saying that, that's what, as a kid, you would pick up. For yeah. sure. And I think a lot of parents, especially that are divorced or going through a divorce or are now co-parenting stuff, think that their kids aren't going to pick up on these things. They think that their kids, just in general, we think kids like aren't going to pick up on these things. They're not going to understand them. They're not going to, you know, understand kind of what you're putting, they're not going to pick up what you're putting down. Oh, they're picking it up. They're picking it Definitely. up and they're translating it in their own little age appropriate ways that they can understand that makes sense to them. That could be into fear. That could be into sadness. That could be into anger. That could be into throwing a big temper tantrum when it's time to go from one place to another, because now they feel unsafe with the other person. Um, it can look like, you know, lots of dark colors being used when they draw pictures, like draw a picture for your mom. And they're using a lot of dark colors instead of bright, happy colors They're using dark, sad colors. Like you mentioned their dad and they just shut down and they get really quiet. Or you mentioned their mom and they get like nervous or antsy and they start pacing or breathing fast or looking around the room. Their eyes are shooting everywhere and they're like nervous and looking over the shoulder. They're anxious. Sure. Like it looks so many different ways. And like they're, they pick up on it and they just don't know how to process it. And then they're scared to say something because they hear you saying these things and then they have no one to talk to. And then they try talking to that other parent and they're just confused and sad and angry. And the other parent, then it 
causes a fight and then the kid doesn't want to cause a fight. So then they keep it in and then they internalize it and then they blame themselves for the divorce. I mean, it's the cycle. Yeah. Definitely. uh, I think we're, we've seen it enough that we should know better. You know what I mean? Like our generation mm-hmm. seen it. Our friends have had divorced parents. So what is it? 50% of people get divorced. Like we've all seen it. We know what yeah. it looks like. Now we are mature enough to move past that, but it still doesn't happen. It, it sucks. Mm, and you think back to like when we were kids and stuff though, like I looked at the statistics a couple of weeks ago and back to like when I was in high school, probably back when you were in high school, it was probably about, a one in five, one in four that were getting divorced. And it was a different world because like everyone, not everyone, but majority were coming from two parent households that when you graduated high school and all the kids were out of the house, then it'd be like, Oh, your parents are divorcing. Okay. Like, okay. Like that makes sense. Like you guys are all out of the house. Like they made it, they got you guys through school and now they're, moving on with their lives kind of thing um or something similar to that or they would stay together or whatnot you know and you know the divorce rates were much lower back 20 years ago 15 years ago 10 years ago even like to now it's just like eh you made me a little upset about this really tiny minor thing that we could have communicated and worked through like Eh, I'm done. I want a divorce or I want out or I'm done with this relationship kind of thing. Like for you and your wife being together for 18 years now, like how do you guys get through those things when an argument or disagreement comes up or something big happens and there's a big fight or blow up or something like that? How do you guys work through it? Like, um, it's not perfect and it never has or will be. mm -mm. Um, it's hard to say I'm wrong. Like, that's for sure one of the biggest hurdles still to this day I face. It's hard when you're in the moment, you feel from your perspective, something is 100% like, no, like, I didn't mess up. I'm for sure in the right. And then they come at you and explain it from theirs. You're like, I fucked up. And then backtracking past all the stuff you already said, it's hard to be like, hey, my bad. I didn't see it from that, you know? But if you want, to make up you need to be big enough to say i messed up it's that's a hard thing to do it's not easy and i feel like a lot of people would rather scapegoat the blame somewhere else or start a different argument etc instead of just finishing up and taking care of what needs to be taken care of um we've we've definitely evolved how we talk communicate through our relationship but being that we grew together we grew our communication together as well. I used to be super sloppy in high school compared to her. And she used to be way, way clean, like toothpick up in the cracks, you know what I mean? So like, that's two big different households to come from. And that's going to cause lots of little tiffs as you're going into college and you're having fun and it'll cause an argument. And then you got to learn from that. Like, oh man, I am making this like, a hard life for someone that has that kind of tendencies. And then same with her. When she doesn't see me with a toothpick, she had to evolve to be like, okay, that's not in him. That's not how he's raised. And then together we've grown to, okay, you're going to be the toothpick person. I'll pick up the couch while you toothpick under it. Cause I'm not a toothpicker. 
And so you just kind of evolved to know, work your strength. 100%. So, I... To answer your question, it's not easy getting through tips. You just got, but if you can't say, I'm wrong, you never will. 100%. And I think that's that's a key right there. You have to own up to what you did wrong or that the other person felt like you did wrong. That's the part that's been hardest for me is the felt. Like, I didn't see it myself. But now that you're telling me it, my bad. Like, I didn't I can see, see it that how way. that hurt you. I didn't you. know you were feeling that. I super, I'm sorry. I did not mean it in that way at all. Like, that's the hard part. What's worse, like letting your significant other feel hurt? Like that's, you know what I mean? You have to move past yeah. that at some point. 100%. Like that happened to me just a few days ago. Like my fiance, I made a joke that I felt was a com- like in the moment I was joking. Like I didn't mean it. Maybe my tone didn't come off as I was joking or I didn't like reassure, like reassure her like, hey, I'm joking. Like I don't actually mean that kind of thing. And it made her really upset for like a day. She couldn't shake it. She couldn't let it go. And we had like, we didn't fight. We talked about it, but it was like, oh, I was like, I meant that as a joke, but I can see how that hurt you and upset you and hurt your feelings kind of thing. So it was, it was just one of those, one of those things, but I think you're hundred percent right. You have to be able to admit like you're wrong and then also validate how the other person feels and say, I can, I understand how I made you feel. Like, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Because, like, maybe you did hurt the other person. Maybe it was unintentional, but sometimes you know a person so well that even an unintentional jab still hurts kind and if, of thing. If a playful jab still hurts. Work, that's going to go down in the back of your head. If I'm going to attempt a joke like that, this is how it needs to be done and explained up front. Like, moving forward, if you do the same thing, you're the dick. Like, you, they mm-hmm. already explained to you, hey, not cool. You're like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. Then it's like, yeah, eh, you're kind of a dick. But yeah. now if your relationship's evolving and growing, you know how to or that that's not at all possible to say say that joke. Like that's growing. That's relationship growth right there. You don't step back and look, oh yeah, that's where our relationship grew, but that right there is a step to relationship growth for sure. Um yeah, you have to be able to step back and look you have to be able to take a step back and then point your fingers at yourself. I get to point the finger inward and be willing to point the finger inward and be like, oh, damn, I was being a dick. Like, damn it. I thought I was being funny. I wasn't funny. Being an ass and probably should have stopped. And now she's upset and I hurt her feelings and that's on me. And I got to fix this, not fix it, but now I have to apologize and own up to my mistakes and, um, you know, all that fun stuff. But. No, 100% right. Those are, I think you're right. Like, that's kind of is what it boils down to is something very simple as that. Like, I was wrong. I messed up. This is how I messed up. And being able to recognize. both ways, though, too. 100%. If if she refuses, when she messes up, to do the same thing, it's not going to work. So, like, for sure, it's a two-way street. Like, you can't always jump on the grenade every time. So... It's not always your fault, you know what I mean? But when they mess up, you would expect the same from someone you love and care about. 100%. And I, like you said, it's a two-way street. Both people have to be willing to do the same thing. A lot of times, a lot of men will jump on the grenade 95% of the time. And only the woman will jump on the grenade about 5% of the time, which is completely wrong and false. And kind of how society's kind of framed it to be 
is that us men, we have to jump on the grenade 95% of the time. She only has to jump on it 5% of the time. But if we want something to work, like you said, both people have to be willing to jump on the grenade, even if they're jumping on it at the same time. You know, maybe it was something so not dumb, but something that could have been avoided. Maybe it was a silly argument. Maybe it didn't need to be argued over at all. Maybe it should have been a conversation. Maybe it was just a conversation that you're like, at the end of it, you're just laughing about. And you're like, oh, man, like, we're ridiculous. Like, we're idiots. That was yeah. unnecessary that we both, yeah, we're both idiots kind of thing. But um, what a waste of our time. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. So I wanted to ask you about how gentle parenting is going for you, uh, especially yeah. with homeschooling your daughter. Um, how is that dynamic with homeschooling? Your wife is a stay-at-home mom. You guys do a lot of traveling. Yeah. What's that kind of been like for you guys, um, just in general, between learning how to parent, learning how to gentle parent, homeschooling, her being a stay-at-home mom, you working, traveling? Like, how has that all, like, worked for you guys? Um, I'd say, like, our relationship prior has prepped us for a pretty good chance uh, <laughs> succeeding with childcare. I'm learning every day. Every single day, I'll say something. Like, I could have said that differently. Um, she's a pretty damn good kid. I can't complain. Like, I see other kids, and, like, I would not survive that. Like, I don't know how they're doing that. So, like, I have it pretty easy, I feel like. But when we, when I do get to that, okay, I'm, I'm getting wound up inside. That was, like, unacceptable how she just acted, etc. The wife's kind of already on it. Like, she knows, hey, he's getting to his point. She's acting a fool. It's kind of maybe time to step in, let them both cool down a minute. And then we'll move forward. And same with them. Like whenever the wife is like at her reaching her, okay, I'm done with this point, And the daughter is still like going and going. I'm like, all right, check it out. You're going over there. Lakin, let's check this out over here. Like there's a lake, there's a river. Let's get out of here. It's the step back and reset is the most important thing. I feel like it, it's not as easy as anyone wants to put it. It's there's no kid that's perfect angel. Um, but I mean, with practice, you learn how to take on different situations and just reevaluate how you acted, how your kid acted and how to approach it. Like it, it gets easier the more you actually work on it instead of just reacting, just, okay, well this could go this way. Instead, let me step back, look at it from a six-year-old's point of view who doesn't really have control of how they act. They're still base model learning everything so it's not easy i'm I'm never going to say parenting's easy that'd be a lie but it's not terrible either no it's, it's 100%. a huge learning curve and main, mainly i'm teaching myself about myself no i love that because it is i mean i think that's the best part of parenting like that right there is especially when you have a good relationship with your significant other with your wife you're able to find that balance be like okay she's getting to her point he's getting to his point let me step in let me help i already got to cover it or like i got this right now like you're good do your thing or oh i need some extra support don't worry i got you that's kind of where the whole you know like relationships you know people say they're 50 50 but no they're like 100 100 and okay you might only have 
63% to give. She's like, okay, I got you. I can cover your 37. Like, I got you. Or vice For versa. Sure. She's like, I got 40 today. You're like, all right, I got your 60 today. Or maybe it's both 30-30. Let's make a plan so we don't kill each other today. <laughs> um, kind of thing. For but sure. Pivot, right? You got to pivot based on the situation. Exactly. I think you're 100% right. Where it is a lot of um, understanding... Like you're like you learn about yourself more than anything throughout the process. Definitely. Like you learn like, oh man, I don't listen or maybe I get I get mad a little quickly or I yell a little bit too much or I'm not patient enough or I'm not paying attention enough or just all those little things. So yeah, it's it's important to make sure that you're able to you know, work on yourself and you kind of have to question yourself along the way. Something I'm really big on when you're just trying to be the best parent you absolutely can be or be the best significant other that you can be or be the best individual you can be. Something I'm really big on is asking yourself why. Okay, why am I so mad right now? Because if you understand anger, you understand anger is a secondary emotion. There's an unmet need that now you're angry because that emotional need or that need is unmet. So why am I angry? Okay, why is this need unmet? Why is it bothering me so much to the point of anger why why am i yelling at my kid for this reason and just or why am i mad at my significant other just why just asking yourself why and doing that self-reflection it's so important you know to make that progress in being that better parent to being that better you know more involved most involved most perfect version you can be and they keep trying your best because that's part of it because you have to work on yourself in the process like you said Definitely. So. Every night, I feel like when I'm I'm settling down for the night, calming down, laying in bed, can't go to sleep, whatever. I'll think of like if we had a situation that day where she started getting upset or I was getting in my brain, I'd be like, how did you handle it compared to what you did last year? Like, did you improve at all? Or are you just still being the same? I did pretty good. Could I have done better? Sure. And I'm always, how do I do better? Like, how do I make my daughter's life the best it can be? How can I support her the best? Exploding, et cetera, is not the best for sure. So even when I am at my point, I never let it get to where she can see how upset I am because that's not going to help anything. And it's going to make her fear me and being open with me, which is the opposite of what I ever want. Like I want her to be able to tell me anything, everything, and express herself how she wants without any fear of repercussion. So like, I'm constantly, constantly interior working here. Like, okay, dude, just chill it out nice calm voice if she's being cray cray you need like a three minute timeout like go chill i'm gonna go pump my brakes let's figure this out and like i feel like i'm never good enough and i'm always working on myself and hopefully i never achieve perfection because like no one's perfect but i'm always working on myself to be the best for my daughter for sure 100 percent. i think it's important like in that process like yes you're never going to be perfect but you're always working on yourself and I think when you do reflect, like you said, like, was I better than last year? Yes, I was. Like, did a good job. Like, congratulate yourself on those wins. You know, For don't sure. just be like, oh, I was better, but like, I'm still not where I want to be. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're all the way there yet, like, obviously, you're not going to be there yet. But have you made two steps forward from where you were? Like, that's two steps to celebrate out of 10 that you're trying to make. 
you For know, sure. celebrate and stack those like little wins because that will continue to not only fuel you because you're you're feeling good, you know you're making progress and you're celebrating yourself. Everyone likes to be celebrated, but you're also giving yourself like dopamine hits. You're giving yourself like those happy, feel good chemical hits in your own brain. And so you're reinforcing your own behavior through that process, just chemically and psychologically speaking, when you do things like that. Uh, so super important, you know, ask yourself why when you are reflecting, like if you did do better and you did like better than where you were a year ago, six months, three months last week, like celebrate that, congratulate yourself. Don't just let it go. Like, okay, yeah, I was better, but I'm not where I want to be. Like validate yourself. Like you have to validate yourself you have to celebrate For it. Sure. And if you are like married or engaged or whatever in a good, stable relationship, like talk to your partner about it. Be like, hey, did you notice that like I like this time last year, like I was thinking about it this time last year, like I probably would have blown up and gotten really mad. But did you notice today I like kept my cool and I was like solid and stuff. And like, I'm really proud of myself. And like, you know, your partner significant other whatever will probably be like heck yeah you were like that's awesome like i'm really proud of you too like good job like maybe it's not going to just come naturally sometimes you do have to kind of force it a little bit but at the same time like that's what you mentally need to keep yourself moving forward so don't be afraid to reach out and get a little you know fish for those compliments and get a little extra validation when you need it so so for for you, this is one thing you mentioned that you put down, something you want to talk about, and I love this like topic here. Dad's being there for your kids. And it goes for, you mentioned here that it goes for parents in general, but a lot of dads, and I can agree with this, rely on mom being the quote-unquote default parent. And it should absolutely not be this way. A few weeks ago, I talked to, um, her name's Amanda. Uh, Gorman, she's a birth educator, and we were talking about uh, the fourth trimester. We were talking about LEAP, and it's some stuff that dads can do to help their help their wives, help their you know girlfriends or who, the one the mom giving birth. And I can't remember everything, but it was just four simple areas to help out with. You know, planning um, was like the big one or preparation and like helping with bills, figuring out the like plans and driving places and appointments and just kind of taking care of some of the busy work. Like a lot of it was just the busy work to kind of take it off. Like, where are we going to go? Is the insurance figured out? Is these things figured out? Are these things figured out? Just like very, a lot of the things like here mentioned, like a mom would be the default person doing doctor's appointments, things like that. Like she's the one carrying the baby. But she's also trying to plan for all these things. And I agree with you. Like you have to refuse to let that happen within your own family because it should be so equal. Like dads should know when all the appointments are for their kids just as much as mom. Heck, they should be making those appointments. They should have them bookmarked. They should have know when they're going to be. They should make an effort to try to be there for those appointments. Because I'm telling you, you probably know this. The doctor's face when you show up with your daughter to their doctor's appointment, even though it's yearly, shock and awe. And they're talking very gently to you. The doctor's almost talking down to you like, is there anything that you want to bring up? Like, do you have any questions? Like, do you 
do you, is everything okay? It's like my doctor's used to it because I've taken both my daughters pretty much to all their appointments minus maybe two or three between the two of them at this point. Um, so yeah, it's so side noting on that, that. I'm not a, I'm not a rep for them, but we use this uh, app called time tree. Super key. So I'm terrible at knowing what's going on tomorrow. It's just a calendar app that you can both access and both input stuff. So if I go to the dentist appointment, because our daughter usually chooses one than the other than the other, because since COVID is only one parent. So we'll let the daughter choose. Who do you want to go in today? And so if I go in, I'll put the new appointment on time tree for next September or whenever it is. And it instantly dings her phone. Hey, y'all have an appointment next September. And then you can both access this. So even, you know, if you're divorced, you have a fiance as well. You can all share the same thing for the kids. So you know what's going on without having to communicate 24-7. It's super key. Um, that's called Time Tree. Again, not an affiliate. It's just super helpful. Not a sponsor. But yeah, give me, so give me your thoughts on that. Like, what are what are some of the things that you actively do to let, make sure that doesn't happen outside of keeping a schedule and being consistent across that? You know, I think that's just great parenting and a very basic communication skill that two parents should have like for their kids is they should be on the same calendar and on the same apps to help kind of streamline those things because that's literally what the apps are there for so and it should be input from both sides not just the mom like you should be there enough to help be putting half those appointments in there because you're there with the kid but to answer your question um it started when she was six months old like taking her out if you will um, instead of going to the mommy and me toddler time classes, I would take the daughter out so mommy could get some sleep because daughter wasn't sleeping at night. And so I'd be the only dad in a circle of 20 females. And my daughter's out there, you know, crawling around, exploring, getting to play and learn through play. And I'm the only dad in there. So I'm just looking around, you know, mom's over here. And now she has to cover when she's breastfeeding because I'm the only guy in there, you know. So the awkward levels for sure high, but. I'm going to take my daughter there so she can explore just because I'm not a wife or a female doesn't mean I'm not going to. So like it's already young. That's for sure against the gender norms to go to one of those classes with a six month old. Like it felt awkward. It was awkward, but I don't regret it at all. Like I was there for my daughter. Wife's finally catching on someone's sleep. Like it, it's been those kind of things throughout. We usually attend everything together. So it's not like I'm heavier on one. She's heavier on the other, but. I don't balk away from doing things that are considered not so manly, if you will. Like whatever's good for my daughter is good. I love that. I love that. No, and that's super. I mean, if whatever's going on for your kid, like you should be there, you know, and you 100%. should make sure that, you know, you're involved. Like, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. Yes, it's going to be a little weird, but there's no reason that you can't like outside of society and gender norms and stereotypes. Those are the only reasons that you can't or that you shouldn't. Um, so, uh, yeah. Sorry, my daughter gave me her little donut earring randomly um, and it totally threw me off thoughts, but I guess it fell out. But anyways, we'll All fix good. that later. We have plenty of random backings around. Yeah. Um, she likes to be in. She likes to be in the room while I'm recording. That's just kind of her thing. That's awesome. Um, she she that just might likes be to her be here. Just like support that. 
Yeah, no, 100%. And someday when she's a little bit more articulate on the microphone, you know, we'll get there. Uh, but, you know, I think it's, there's no reason that a dad can't or shouldn't. Like, you should. Like, don't be afraid. Especially when it comes to, like, swim lessons. Like, when they're young, like, you have to... You have to bond with your kid before they're six. Because six years old is when kids develop their, what's called their love tree. Their love tree is fully developed. You know, who they who they love, who they trust, who loves them, you know, who supports them and whatnot. Because that's developed fully by about the age of six or seven. And yeah, you could be on there, but there's a chance you might not if you're not involved. And For sure. you and you don't want to be your kid to be six and have that love tree developed and you not be on there. Cause that's going to make the next 12 years rough. Not just that, that should be so like soul crushing for anyone. But if you're mm-hmm. not, if you're not there by then, it might not be for you. Like you're, you're a different breed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's hard to think about like too, cause I work with, m- pretty much all females outside of a handful of dudes. I work in mental and behavioral health. So, you know, very female dominant field, but a lot of them have gone through like divorce or single moms and things like that. And like my supervisor, especially like she's always like talking to me about her frustration and stuff with her, with her ex-husband and stuff and how he's just like not involved or he shows up late or stuff like that. And it's just like, I just don't, I just don't get it for dudes. Like how, how can you not like be involved? Like I get it. Some dudes very early realize this was a mistake. I'm not cut out for this. This isn't for me. No way, no way, no way. Like sign my rights away. Like I'm going to bounce up out, get out. Like for that, knowing that and realizing it that early and still giving, you know, the kid a chance to, to still grow up and to, you know, have a life and for the mom to raise that kid, like there's something to that. But when it's like divorce or now it's co-parenting or something happens and now it's split parenting or whatever, like time's not being shown up for and you're being inconsistent, that's hurting your kid more than if you just weren't there because you not being there is a one-time event. It's a one-time thing. It's a one thing to get through. And coming, and I'm saying that as a kid whose biological mother was in and out and made so many empty promises and didn't come follow through with so many things that it caused a lot of damage and yeah. it hurt a lot. And like, just knowing that, like, I would have rather her just not been there at all. And I know that sounds really awful to say, but if you really think about well, it or if you understand it and you get it, you get it kind of thing. And that's sure. what I don't get with some of these dads. It's like, dude, if you're not going to step in and be a part, then just, you know, bite the bullet, cause the one traumatic event that they can very easily overcome. Not easily, but they can overcome and they can get through and they can, you More know, easy get... than just yo-yoing them back and forth. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out for exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's going to cause way more damage because like she was telling me about her kid and like, just standing at the window, refused to go to the bathroom. Like, my dad's coming, my dad's coming, my dad's coming, my dad's coming. Half hour, 45 minutes late to pick this kid up. 
and refused yeah, and like part of the emotions. As like it's hard for him at all ages, you know. Like if you're not gonna be consistent, then either figure it out and get consistent, or just cause the trauma and balance. Obviously, it's not gonna impact you either way, kind of thing. So that's my. You can take. do that from home too. I feel like I feel like it happens a lot when couples are still together. Like mom's still doing 110 percent. And dad's in the room with the door shut playing video games eight hours a day. I, I just, I don't get it. I absolutely, mm-hmm. it does. I, from the attraction, like deep in my soul to my daughter's soul, I don't understand how you could neglect that, like that physical connection you guys have, that mental connection, that otherworldly connection, how you can just be letting your daughter be taken care of by someone else in the other room and blowing your day on the computer, on the PlayStation on YouTube, whatever, like, it just, I don't get it. Yeah, no, and it's, part of that is, if I try to explain it, it's still not okay, it's still not going to make sense, there's absolutely no justification for it, but it's the constant amount of, like, it's the dopamine hits, part of it's an addiction, part of it's, um you know, not being invited to be involved, I guess, or feeling like they're allowed to be involved, like, oh, or man, she's got it. Or maybe there's more context there that we don't understand. Maybe she's just, you know, forced him down so much or, you know, put him down so much to where he feels so inadequate that it just makes more sense for him to go to work, pay the bills, put food on the table, come home, shut himself off because that's all he feels he's worthy to do is to just come home or to go to work, come home, shut himself out kind of thing. What I, I think um, what I was trying to get at more is you can still alienate your child even though you're still living in their same house. You can still cause very easy. equal damage by showing them that there's other things more important than them when you're with them. It's You can still cause a lot of damage by not being there even though you're there. And a lot of people I feel like don't realize that. No, 100%. Like, when I am recording on the weak side of my kids, like, I let them know, like, hey, you know, you guys are going to have just an hour of playtime or quiet time or just screen time, whatever it's going to be while I'm doing this. Like, it's only an hour. Like, we did a bunch of fun stuff. We were talking about the show today. Like, we had a pretty full day. Like, we did plenty of stuff together leading up to this. And it's like, they know very early in the day, like, hey, we're doing this. Or like, you still had a full day with your daughter coming up to doing this, this recording kind of thing. You know, it's not like we're leaving them high and yeah. dry all day. Well, no, 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 I'm, I'm, point I'm not saying thing, but... throw out all your hobbies and stuff out the door. But I'm saying, no, I see people that do just live in a different room of the same house as their kids and they don't interact. And it's, which is, it's mind blowing. Yeah, no, it is crazy because it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you're there, why not be involved? Because you're so lucky that you're you're there. Like, there's a lot of dads out there that wish they could be there for even half the time that you're there with your kid just naturally being in that home and whatnot. That would kill yep. each other, literally kill each other to be in, like, be in your shoes and take your spot and to, you know be in your place like value it like value being a dad value having the time you have with your kids and whatnot 
like you said, it doesn't mean you have to throw out your hobbies. You don't have to give up going to the gym if you love working out. You don't have to give up writing or painting or podcasting or you don't have to give up your video games or whatnot. Like there's time no, for that. Definitely like, not. There's you time for these things. Owe your and your kids your time. You owe them some of your time. Yeah, you owe them as much as you can give them or allow them to have. Yeah. Like, of course, there's going to be work. Of course, you need time for you. You need time to mm-hmm. do your hobbies. You need these things. But, you know, sure. if if nothing else, then, like, you know, you need to build that time in. You need to lessen it. Unless you're a Twitch yeah, streamer. You, you definitely need some you time. I'm not saying don't. But your kids need some you time, too. Yeah, and your kids need as much you time as they can get from you. Because that's, and I learned, I didn't learn, I knew this before, but when I talked to Alan Shedlin um, from the Dadding Field Festival, um, you know, he mentioned it in our recording and while we were talking, uh, you can look back, that kicked off season four, episode 44, uh, 42, 40-something, just search Dadding Film Festival. But, um. You know, he's like, do you, he asked me, he's like, do you know how, kid, how kids spell love? And I knew the answer, but I humored him. I'm like, L-O-V-E. He's like, no, they spell it T-I-M-E. Um, it's time. Kids, like I was saying about the love tree and whatnot, like, and it's a famous, it's not, I don't even know who quoted it or where it came from, but like, kids are going to remember who showed up. They're going to remember who was yeah. there for them. They're going to remember who gave up their time to be there for them. Whether it was at a school play, at a school rehearsal, at graduation, at kindergarten graduation, at all these different life events. Like kids are going to remember who showed up, when they showed up. Um, They don't care about why you showed up. They just care about you showing up. You know, they don't care about anything else. Like they just want to see you there. They want to see you in the crowd. Ideally, get in the front row because that's the best seat in the house is in the front row. Unless you're on the stage or unless you're in the dugout with them as a coach or behind the scenes or something like that, being able to experience it along with them. But get in the front row. Be there. Be supportive. Be active. Like, I remember I was at my daughter's kindergarten graduation. Smack dab right there in the front row. Um, She didn't have to look very far from me. It was right there. Got there early. Knew where she was going to be. When it comes to sports, like, I'm, I'm right there sitting right where she can see me. Just very front and center, like, all the time. Because that's where you should be. You know, you got to be in that front row. You got to be there um, for them and stuff. But, um, yeah, just be there. Give them your time you because that's like, what the park, they deserve. The pool, the et cetera, these days. Like, you see a lot more dads. And it's more than more than it used to be proportionately, for sure. You see all the moms at the pool and maybe a dad or two. I went recently. Sorry, the cat Peter's going off. You're good. Give it a sec. I went recently, and it was 80% dads. It was beautiful. And it just, like, it lifted me up to see our generation changing these norms. And I went to probably 10, 12 dudes, like, hey, it's great that you're here with your kid. They're going to remember that. And, like, just lifting these dudes up, pumping them up, like, in hopes that they'll continue to do that. This might be their one time that they've done it, you know? Maybe it'll key them to do it again. Like, it's just good to see it. And they're going to hype each other up. Hey, man, look at all these dads out here. We're killing it. Like, we're not that stay-at-home with their kid with, while the kids go out. Like, we're not that generation. We've changed it. Like, keep it going. Like, it's good to just promote that energy mm-hmm. and, you know, 
hope that they're feeling that too and that that'll lead to more dad outings etc or other people seeing it and hey see all these guys out here? he does have a good point there are there are a lot of dads out here like it's good it's a good time to be a dad and 100%. And no, I was at the park today and, you know, there was a lot of moms and dads together, but like, I saw a lot more moms kind of back off into the background, standing in the shade. And I saw a lot more dads like on the playground, involved, running, playing, interacting, talking to their kids, playing with their kids, having fun with their kids and whatnot. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, just to talk to some other dads that I didn't know, just, you know, strike up a conversation and have these conversations and whatnot and it was a lot of fun but um you know to wrap up here i'm going to tell the people a little bit about your platform so they can find you and then i'll ask you my my famous last question um they can find you on instagram at daringly dad that's d-a-r-i-n-g-l-y-d-a-d and on there you share clips of your daughter and you enjoying new experiences which i think is super fun because you guys do explore just all over the place you know caves hikes water everything in between like you guys definitely took advantage of all the warm weather and every single moment you could and i thought that was just so much fun um for sure you tie in parenting quotes that mean something to you or they're just really good humor uh you know laughs and saps exactly as you call yeah. it i think it's so much fun because like some of your posts like i'll see and they'll be like oh yes absolutely my kid's a gremlin what was the one the, there was like one the other day that you posted and I was like yeah that's 100% my kid or my favorite way to, to you know compare my two-year-old is to the little the little boy off of wild thornberries the one that's just like <laughs> running around crawling eating bugs running around I think his name's Darwin or something um, yeah. but that's my two-year-old because she's just nuts um because but it's funny sometimes it's serious sometimes it's a little sappy and that's okay we're girl dads that's kind of just the name of the game is the sappiness yep, part of the nature. Uh, you keep it super lighthearted. it's super fun over there on your page um you know we all do have our own stuff going on in life and we turn to social media to escape and i think your page is a great example kind of of that escape because obviously it's you also you know escaping at the same time but also like re remembering and having like creating memories for yourself while doing yep. it like man i just i'm remembering all these things like you're cementing them more in your in your head and in your memory book um, and my daughter's our number one fan every night she's like can i go in there and watch my videos she loves like the sounds the music like if there's one good music clip you can guarantee you'll hear that for the next 30 minutes because she's watching herself drifting in a quad listening to a cool song like every night so like oh that just cool to see her was pretty sick yeah i know she's she's skilled at it um but it's good to see her remembering things because they have short-term memory so when they look back at this trip at disneyland you know a year ago like oh yeah that was so fun it's good to, like yeah we do have fun you know like it is a fun place to be so it's also a good little time capsule Hundred percent, hundred percent. my daughter loves to look through pictures on my phone, look back and whatnot. And we just found this old iPhone from like two years ago or whatnot. It still works, still plays YouTube kids and whatnot, but there's just a bunch of pictures of like our old dog on there and whatnot. And it is like, a, it's a fun little time capsule for her to look through and see these things and Definitely. whatnot. And she has this little book that she has at her mom's that I, that her and I made when she was little, maybe like one or two. And we wrote like little captions and pictures of her and stuff from her doing just like, 
fun little pictures and stuff from that I had on my phone. We printed and made it into a little book and stuff. And she loves looking through that and just remembering like all these things. Or my older one will ask questions like, did I do that when I was, you know, when I was two or when I was her age or did I used to do stuff like that? I'm like, oh yeah, you were the exact same. Um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more mellow, but you know, you were still kind of crazy. She just laughs. She thinks it's funny, but um, for you and all of your dadding and everything, if you had one all encompassing piece of advice to give to the dad that's struggling, that's down in the dumps, that's going through a rough past patch in his relationship or just in any aspect, just overall, just really down in the dumps, really at rock bottom. Um, like what, what would you say to him to, you know, what would advice would you give him? Give what you can. Even if you have 1%, your kid will remember that 1%, 100% of the day. If, if you're down, you're not feeling it. Literally just any kind of communication contact. If you're not with them, phone call. If they're old enough, text. Let them know you're thinking about them. And that will exponentially come back to you. If you give them that 1% and you get 5% feeling of love back, like it's a win-win. There's nothing can be harmful about giving your best to your kid. Even if it's the most minimal for someone else, if it's your all, give it to them. They owe you nothing. You owe them everything. That's, that's how I feel about kids in general. You brought them into this world. They don't owe you a damn thing. You owe them everything you have. So that's my my piece of advice. Give them what you can. I love that, man. I love that. 100%. Like, it goes a long way even just in general, you know, in your relationship with your kids. Like, make that contact with them. You know, if they're little, give them a hug. If they're, you know, still little enough that they want to cuddle you or hang out with you or watch TV with you, like, say, hey, come over here, sit with me and watch a TV show with me. Like. Do those little things. And it goes the exact same way with your partner and significant other too. You know, like if you're thinking of them during the day, let them know you're thinking about them. Hey, thinking about you. Love you. Can't wait to see you when I get home. You know, little Definitely. things like that go a long way. Or it's like, hey, I was at the gas station on my way home and, you know, I thought about you. So I grabbed your favorite candy kind of thing. Like those little gestures go a long way. Even for your kids, like, hey, I was thinking about you when I was on my way home and, you know, I grabbed you your favorite snack kind of thing and or you know i grabbed your yep. favorite dinner or like these small little gestures like do the little things show and people that you're thinking watching of them light up too like that's worth it right they're just watching them light up it's the best yeah because you maybe you spent 50 cents on a lollipop for them but like they don't know how much it was maybe they do if they're old enough but it's like all they see is a lollipop and they know that you went slightly out of your way to grab them a lollipop or if and you sit down watching the 18,000th Bluey with them, that still means the world to them. Just sitting there with them. Watch mm -hmm. this with me, please. Gladly. Yeah, no, 100%. So, but man, that's that's all the time we have. Um, I appreciate you jumping on and the wisdom and being able to share the thoughts with you and some banter and whatnot. And um, all the people, go follow you at uh, Daringly Dad over on Instagram. Great page. If you follow us at Young Dad Podcast, You'll see Daringly Dad. He's on our story right now. Um, at the time of this recording, you'll see him post on there. Um, 
enjoy him, interact with him, talk to him. He's a really cool dude, really down to earth. Uh, happy to call him a friend and to be interacting with him and stuff. But man, again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. So. I got you, man. It's a good talking. 100%. Have a audience, good one. Back at you. Audience, you guys know what to do. Do they know what to do? Did everyone, did someone we'll hit the button? Maybe. Maybe not. But anyways, we're getting out of here. Talk to you guys later. See you next week. Later, man. Man, that episode was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. Really appreciate it to our guests today for just sharing all that they shared with us today. Tons of fun. Just a quick message before we let you go here from your host, JNA Ron. If you didn't know it, now you do. Jay is a published children's book author. Yes, our very own Jay. Check out his book, A Baseball Game with Dad. It's over on Amazon right now for only $10. Links in the show notes. Another link down in the show notes. We partner with Four Fathers Clothing. Yes, Four Fathers Clothing. They are amazing. Nick's a great guy, great story. Great, amazing, fun polos for yourself and also matching polos for you and your kid. You can click the link down in the show notes or in the bio to save yourself some money, support the podcast, and support their amazing brand. Don't forget to also join us over on Facebook and Instagram at Young Dad Podcast. Help us grow our social media presence and communities as we continue to grow this podcast as we approach 50 episodes here. Lastly, if you're listening on Spotify, interact with the polls, the questions, five stars. If you're over on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, comment, share. If you're on Apple, leave a five-star rating and also review for us to read on our next show. We would love to read that. Any other podcast platforms, whatever you're able to do, rate, review, comment, please do it. And lastly, share with a friend. Share the podcast with a friend. If you know one parent, one dad that could really benefit from the message of the show, share it with them. Share it with them. Share our Instagram page with them at Young Dad Pod over on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, slash X. You can also find us on our website at ballboymedia.com. And lastly, all of our links and everything I just mentioned is all in our link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash ballboyblog. Find us over there. All the links, everything that you would need to know about Ballboy Media, Ballboy Blog, and the Young Dad Podcast, all in one convenient place for you. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Stay healthy, stay well, and remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you got this, Dad. Keep your head up.